welcome to the Utah Women in Leadership podcast series. Today we're going to be talking about voting and civic engagement among Utah women, which was the topic of one of our research snapshots almost two years ago. I'm Dr. Susan Manson, founder of the Utah Women in Leadership Project, and I'm here with Robin Scribner, the lead researcher for the Research Snapshots series here at the project. Utah has such a strong, rich history of women's political and civic involvement and engagement, but things have really changed through the years. Robin, I wanted you to talk just a little bit about Utah's history with that. Thanks, Susan. This is a really great topic to be discussing right now because we're coming up on the 100th anniversary of women getting the vote in the state of Utah that's coming up in 2020. And there are all sorts of celebrations and commemorations and things going on in that issue. But we were, Utah was really an early leader in the United States of giving uh, women the vote. Women were allowed to vote when, before Utah was a state and as a territory. And then we were really pushing for this. And Utah was actually the home to the first female state senator anywhere in the United States. It's great yeah, history. Yeah, isn't that exciting? Look at that, yeah. So it's it's great. Better Days 2020 is really working on this celebration. A lot of resources and and types of uh, events and and different things. It's exciting. Uh, I'm I serve on their advisory board, so I'm working with them on that. So let's talk about Utah women's voting participation rates first and national ranking when it comes to voter turnout. In our snapshot, we actually report that women's voter registration and turnout rates are in Utah are slightly higher than Utah men. But when you look at women compared to national rates, we are lower. Um, however, it really wasn't always that way. Absolutely. There was a big shift um, in the late 80s, early 90s, up until 1996. 70, 76% of eligible women in Utah voted, which was actually the That's highest huge. in the nation. Yeah, it was much higher than the um, average of women voters at that time was 63.8%. So we were way above the national average. And that number started dropping through the early 2000s, down to the point where in 2012, only 57% of eligible Utah women and voted. And that year in the nation, it was 63.7%. So we dropped from going in 1996, number one in the nation, to 2012, number 46 in the nation. So we dropped 45 spots in those um, 16 years, that's, which that's is really shocking. crazy. I know we really don't. We didn't find actual data and research. Um, so we didn't talk specifically about um, the numbers and the, or the reasons. We have some of the numbers, but the reasons for this uh, drop. But what are some of your thoughts? And then I'll share some of mine. Well, I, a lot of the articles and things that we read talked about possible reasons why the voter participation was dropping so much. Right, 16 and years. That's a huge drop. It is. And it was a quick drop. And some of the things that people look at is kind of the... Um, that so many of our races in the state of Utah aren't really competitive. And so people think, and, and maybe women think specifically, my vote isn't going to make a difference. I know who's going to win this race already. Maybe I don't need to take the time and trouble to go show up and vote. But uh, we'll talk about this a little bit more later in the snap in the podcast. But women and men have very different priorities. And so that thinking that my vote doesn't matter is absolutely not true. Yeah, it's interesting to look at that period because I've done research through the years on women's education, and right around 2000 is when the education level dropped, and 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 the nation really passed women up. Um, and so it's interesting to look at that voter participation and some other dynamics in the the state during that same period. But obviously, uh, 
I think, and you think as well, that we've got to do something to turn this around, right? Well, Susan, that's such a fascinating point because your other research has showed that your education, specifically your college education, is a heavy contributor to whether or not you're going to vote. And so that absolutely, absolutely. could be an important point there. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, when we look at people voting, sometimes it really, well, often it relates to um, the, some of the issues and, and does it pull you out to vote? Some of the things, not just who you vote for, but some of the issues that are going on in the state and are sometimes on the ballots. And I thought it was fascinating to look at the Utah Foundation research uh, and survey results in 2016 that really looked and compared women and men and their policy priorities, the things they care about. And women in Utah went, and we've seen this in national data as well, women really look at education. That was their top. So K through 12 education was their top priority, really, and then healthcare and other things related to social issues as well. So that follows the national trend. But we have data here that say that women do care about education and healthcare and other things as well. Any thoughts? Yes, it is. I mean, this is another reason why it's so important for each individual to be participating and getting out to vote. We've learned that uh, that women care about drastically different issues. When you look at men and women in the state of Utah, their top 10, there are there is a lot of overlap, but there are three specific issues that women have in their top 10 that don't belong in men's top 10 at all, which is crime, homelessness and poverty, yes. and the environment. Those don't factor into men, men's top 10. On the other hand, uh, three factors that are in men's top 10, public lands, states' rights, and energy issues are not in the women's top 10. So men are looking at sovereignty issues, and women are looking at more social issues, families, communities, neighborhoods. And so if, as women, we really care about those things, we need to show up to the polls and vote because women are looking at these issues and caring about different things overall than men are. And as you know, Robin, it's it's... It's, and you've heard me talk about this so many times, it's more than voting. I mean, voting is the basic level. But when men and women care about these priorities and issues differently, if we don't have women actually serving in public office, and we have another of an actual research brief that talks about this, if we don't have those differences in priorities, and all of them are important, but if you don't have women serving in the state legislature in on city councils and so forth, you just don't have those issues come to the forefront of the conversations, uh, and you have more, more things that men care about. And, and those are important too, but you need a mix because women around the state do care, number one, K through 12 education, number two, health care, Air quality was number three. That's that's really important here in Utah. And government spending and taxes as well. But number fifth, that crime you mentioned. And then six, homelessness and poverty. Um, those are, of course, things women tend to care about more than men. Susan, I'm so glad you brought up the women actually serving in public office. Because a, a study by the Institute for Women's Policy Research in 2015 actually ranked Utah women the very lowest in the nation for political participation. So some of that was the great decrease in our voting participation, but a lot of it was the fact that yeah. we don't have women running for office and we don't have women serving in public office. And we see some of that changing, although we don't have good data yet because in the last year or two, you know, there's been more women running for office and so forth. You see some movement there, but again, we don't have the data pulled in. Absolutely. And some of the resources that we list in the snapshot are supports for women running for uh, political office, like Real Women Run and other organizations that are doing that. And we have seen an uptick in women running for public office, but they're not getting past the initial stages. So it goes to show there, there are a lot of factors that going into it, knowing how to raise money, knowing yes. how to garner all the support and putting together your, your coalition 
and your team to help you be successful in your bids for running. So there are a lot of things, and it's not going to happen instantly, but as more and more women get involved, we are going to see a shift toward having more women serve in public office. Yeah, and we do have, like you mentioned, Real Women Run has great uh, winter training and spring training, and then the Women's uh, Leadership Institute runs a political development series. So we have places that can train women. We just need women to know about it and step forward. But again, you know, the sections of our snapshot really focused on voting, which is is really, we're not going to get more women running for office and getting an office if we don't have more women voting. And men are important too in this conversation. It's the combination of men and women voting and being in office together that can produce the best results for our families and for the state of Utah. I'd like to switch now um, to the uh, civic engagement. So we talked about voting, some of the Utah women's uh, priority policy priorities, and then how do we do in terms of civic engagement? I love that question. Utah's so great in terms of a big part of civic engagement. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're talking about a few different things here, but one of them is just participating in volunteer work. Yes. And national research has shown time and time again that Utah ranks absolutely first in the nation as far as the percentage, percentage of our residents who regularly volunteer. We are um, way higher than the next state. Like it's 10 percentage points higher yeah. than the next state. 46% of our residents regularly are participating in volunteer work. And we did, one of the frustrating things when we were looking for the data, though, is, is we didn't have a good breakdown with gender and, and other elements, ethnicity and different things like that. Right. We weren't able to. We asked a lot of the organizations that were tracking volunteering in the state, and they hadn't broken down their volunteers by gender. But we were able to kind of extrapolate looking at the national data. Overall, in the United States, women are more likely to volunteer than men, 27% yeah. uh, versus 21%. So about 6% more higher in their volunteering. And so we're assuming that women in the state of Utah, and also we can just do this by our own personal experience, yes. right? We're looking at in our community, in our neighborhoods, at our schools, and looking around and seeing that we're seeing more women doing volunteering. So we're assuming that this is the case. And it's interesting in the Utah data that that almost 65% of the volunteer service reported, and this is actually not a surprise to us, um, is given through religious organizations. Right. So, And then education, so that was about 65%, followed by education, about 14%, and then social service, about 8%, you know, the, the types of organizations. But, but as we wrote in the brief, you know, even though 65% is religious, that you know, some of those activities um, really are related to teaching and tutoring and mentoring youth and different things like that. Right. So even though you're serving through your religious organization, the, the volunteer work you're doing is not necessarily religious in nature, right? Yeah. And I, I do see, and I'll see if you agree with me, Robin, and um, I do feel like, especially in the last year or two, uh, that that it's at least, I, I think in years past, we haven't had that many women really in the more advocacy and activist roles in the state. But with the last, the dynamics that have happened nationally, especially, and some in Utah, but mostly nationally, we see <clears throat> ground level organizations that are really engaging women in more ways that they can use their voices, not just serve with their hands, which is important too, but really use your, their voices. Have you seen this as well? Absolutely. And I'm so glad you brought this up. We wrote this snapshot. We released it in October of 2016. So right before the 2016 almost presidential two years. election, That's almost two years yeah. ago. And um, one thing, I mean, as far as looking at women's issues and political participation, 2016 was really a huge year. And so these numbers aren't in our snapshot, but we did want to look at what happened in the state of Utah in 2016. Once again, our voter turnout was a few percentage points lower 
than the nation. 60% of uh, American voters that turned up in the polls, and that was 57.8% in Utah. We were 36 in the nation, so not terrible, above average, but still not great. But again, when we're looking at how men and women voted, in, in Utah, women and men vote, both voted for President Trump, but their numbers were very different. A higher percentage of men voted for President Trump mm -hmm. than did women within the state. And you just and pulled that data. I just pulled right. that this morning from, uh, from uh, exit polls and things like that. And so even even when the state as a whole through the Electoral College is choosing one candidate, finally, uh, looking at the way women and men are voting, there are differences all along. But Susan, I would love you to share a story when we're talking about advocacy and activism, about the things that we've seen in the nation and also in the state. You were up on the Capitol the day of the, the day a group of women came and marched to the legislature. Could you tell us a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, that was a fabulous day. I was actually speaking at the Capitol and knew that the march was happening, so was excited to go up and, and uh, you know, be there and involved and see what was happening and, and also speak. But I was really surprised and I loved it because uh, there were just hundreds and hundreds. I don't, I would say, I don't remember. I think the there numbers. were thousands of women. Yeah, there, I, I, I was going to say, I, I, according to what I saw and the people that I talked to, it looked like thousands of people. But what I loved about it is that they were peaceful. They were people that just really women and men and some men were there. Uh, and as you know, it's super important to have men in, involved in these conversations. But there were women from from various parties, from various religions, um, different viewpoints from very conservative to, to very liberal, but really had passion around certain issues, education, using, you know, having more women lead. Um, lots of signs about different issues, but I loved the experience. I loved the energy that was there and the, the peaceful and the kindness, you know, in the attitudes and so forth. And it, it was just wonderful to be able to see women here in Utah. And, and I actually envisioned the same thing was happening in the pioneer days because we have such a rich history of women. And you see some of the signs during those early years that women were there and they were using their voices. And, and Robin, that's what I love. I love seeing women who really believe their voices matter and who will use that, really strengthen their confidence, understand the issues, and make a difference uh, by expressing their voices at the Capitol, to the legislature, to their neighbors, to other people. And, and just the convening was a wonderful experience for me. I love the way you talked about the overall mood and the peaceful um, kind of way that the that the women were coming to speak. I, I've talked to a few of my friends and neighbors who've been sort of felt a little taken aback when they'd seen some of the national and global protests because people seemed really angry. They yeah. seemed very extreme. And um, I, I think this is an important message for all of us. When we care about something, we don't need to be crazy and angry and we don't need to be an extre an extremist right but if we there are ways to get involved peacefully respectfully but to make sure that our voices are being heard on topics that, that are so important to us i remember that day uh, of the women's march here in the state of utah one of the issues that people were talking about was domestic violence yes, yes. other things like that to say let's make sure that the women who are in our state who are actually in danger are getting the protections that they need so there were a lot of different topics addressed by those women who were coming to make their voices heard in the legislature that day and if you want more information about where we stand in the in the state of Utah on sexual assault and domestic violence and other things, even things like STEM uh, and w women employed in those areas and so forth. Uh, we have snapshots on all those. But if, if listeners don't know, we do have higher numbers and higher rates of sexual assault and domestic violence in the state of Utah compared to the nation. And so those issues are things that, that a lot of women care about some because they've experienced it, but others because they know people and they've just seen how it negatively affects uh, affects families and, and uh, the state as a whole. And so using their voice to influence public policy 
is absolutely critical. So as we conclude today, a question that I often get asked is, what can women do who really want to be more civic, civically engaged? We've talked about why, right? We've talked about why we should be. But what can women do? And we always have tons of suggestions. Why don't you start? Well, this is such a great place to, to wrap up today. We've been giving some presentations recently to um, communities, rural communities throughout the state. And this is the way we finish on our conversation. We're talking about women and girls learning how to be leaders. And the most important place to start is to identify the things that you really care about, the issues that you're passionate about. So we're looking at voting and civic participation. It's so important for each of us to say, do I care about the environment? Do I care most about the food that we're eating or what's going on in my schools? And once we find the things that we are most interested in getting involved in, there are so many different ways. We talked about serving on boards and commissions, yes. serving in volunteer positions. Those are the ways to start getting involved and become more civically engaged. And I would even say before that, Robin, to really look at the issues. I mean, just even be aware of the issues and Go beyond the surface because a lot of time we've seen in the last year or two, people just go with what they hear on the news and they have these strong opinions without really good data and without rational arguments. So understanding, finding something that your heart loves, either you're angry about or you're happy about and going deeper and really looking at the statistics and the numbers and the research around these issues. You know, if it's mental health issues, if it's poverty issues, there's more to the story. And actually listening to stories can impact you. Absolutely. Some of us have not experienced poverty, but actually meeting people and listening to stories can really impact. But not just emotional, but I'm always an advocate of looking at the data as well. So that's one, is to look at the issues, find where you really feel passion and you have good uh, background and information on and then stepping forward we and, and uh, in fact i i will say that i've communicated often with the governor governor herbert's office who's very interested in having more women put their applications and nominations for state boards and commissions and sometimes they'll have an opening and they'll have 50 applications from men and none from women right. or one and two or one or two maybe for women and they're looking for qualified people on these boards so that's important as well i would say that that there are events as well that that help you get informed and give you opportunities and also many women's organizations we have a page on our website um, that that lists women's organizations and groups and ways to get involved in women's issues but there's others as well so any last thoughts? Yes, that's fantastic. There are so many ways. I love your idea. Getting informed and then getting involved, right? And the most important thing is the belief that we really can make a difference. Yeah. As long as we sit at home and say, my vote, my vote doesn't count, nothing ever changes, then then we won't be, I mean, we're kind of responsible for the fact that nothing has ever changed. So each each of us can get involved, recognize the things that we care about, learn about them, and then move forward and be engaged. And that's the way we're going to start moving the needle forward on things that are important to us in the state. And sometimes we don't think we make a difference because we don't hear. We, we may be in a group of friends and express our views, and we never hear that something happened with that conversation. But I tell you, you know, into the thousands of women through the years I, I've talked to, 
And over and over, they talk about transformational moments, moments where their friend said something, moments when they hear a speaker, moments when, when you know, their view changes from a, a news report that really helps them unleash that, their beautiful voices and their passion, you know, their head, heart, and hands is what I call it. So I really love that. Thanks for, for this great conversation, Robin. Uh, and thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast series hosted by the Utah Women in Leadership Project at Utah Valley University. Our core mission is to strengthen the impact of Utah girls and women. If you want to read the research snapshot we discussed today or learn more about our research, resources, and events, please visit us at utwomen.org. Thanks. Thanks.